0: Hello, my name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor in chief of the Brazilian Report, and you're listening to Explaining in Brazil. Our first podcast of 2019 focused on the inauguration of President Jair Bolsonaro. This week we want to talk about the man he replaced, former President Michel Temer. He served as the country's head of state for two and a half years, a spell marked by corruption scandals and austerity measures. Combined, These two factors made Temer the least appreciated president in Brazilian democratic history. When he left office, Mr. Temer's administration was evaluated as good or great by only 7% of Brazilians. 62% thought his government was either bad or terrible. While these are far from positive figures, they actually represented improvement. At one point, only 3% approved Temer, while 73% didn't care for him. Was he as bad as most Brazilians seem to think? What is the legacy he leaves behind? That's what we'll try to answer this week. If Michel Temer's time in office will be remembered for one thing, it will be by the constant state of crisis during his administration to kick things off he took office after a very controversial impeachment request that fractured the country. He himself conspired against former President Dilma Rousseff, opening campaigning for her to be ousted. From his first week as president, he had to deal with crowds demanding he be removed from office, a chant that became common in Brazil. Tamer out. It took a total of 11 days for the administration to face its first corruption scandal. His then Minister of Planning was caught on tape discussing why it would be important to impeach Dilma Rousseff. While she was accused of doctoring the federal budget, there would be other motivations in the minds of certain politicians. To put Michel Temer in the presidency and to promote a, quote, big agreement, end quote, between all political elites, in order to put a halt to anti-corruption investigations. But the first scandal would not rock the boat very hard. The government had political capital to spend and had the goodwill of financial markets and the local press. During his first year, Michel Temer was able to champion the pro-market agenda and approve a labor reform that was highly favorable to employers. The economy stopped shrinking. And there were even talks of Temer possibly running for a second term. Then came May 2017.
1: Brazilians were shocked when President Michel Temer was caught on tape apparently endorsing the payment of hush money to obstruct a major corruption probe. A recording given to prosecutors by the owners of JBS, the world's largest meat processing company. They even made a $500 million profit on their own leaked testimony by buying and selling dollars right before and after the story broke, knowing the Brazilian currency would plunge. The besieged president called it the perfect crime.
0: At one point, many political analysts considered him to be done for as president, but Michel Temer decided to cling on to his office.
2: Nada tenho a esconder. Não renunciarei. Repito, não renunciarei. A
0: sitting president in Brazil can only be prosecuted if two-thirds of the House authorize it. And Temer used all the horse trading tools at his disposal to avoid getting sacked.
1: There were basically two moments in the Temer administration.
0: This is Maurício Santoro, a professor at the State University of Rio de Janeiro and a columnist at The Brazilian Report.
1: The first one was the first year of his government, where he basically tried to manage the problems of the Brazilian economy, and he took important steps to take Brazil out of recession. And uh, it was also the moment where he was able to approve his most important reform, the change of the Brazilian labor laws. But that first moment, and in the middle of 2017, with the, the charges of, of corruption against Temer, including the JBS, the big agribusiness group, that basically paralysed his government until the end of, of the Temer's mandate. And after that, it became really difficult for Temer to do anything else, because all the energies of the president were putting the charge of trying to to keep himself out of prison, out of jail, and it was impossible to do anything else. So if we make the general uh, overview of his administration, I think that the best part was that he was able to take Brazil out of the recession. He wasn't able to fix the economic problems. For example, when employment is still very high, he couldn't approve uh, a reform of the pension system but at least the worst part of the crisis was over. But the bad parts of the Tremmer administration have to do with the corruption scandals that uh, were going on during all his government. And it somehow was part of the problem of the very difficult year that we have in 2018 with the presidential elections, with the general mood of anger and uh people without trust in institutions. So in that sense, it was part of the big political crisis that Brazil has been facing for several years.
0: While Temer oversaw the beginning of the Brazilian recovery, many believe that it happened in spite of him, not thanks to his economic policymaking.
2: No one really voted for him to be the president, and he was essentially what I think is the most damaging aspect of Temer's government which is his economic policy.
0: This is João Carlos Magalhães, a political journalist and a PhD researcher at the London School of Economics.
2: He acted against the best empirical evidence and decided to try to end the economic crisis with what has been called the most extreme austerity program in the world. Particularly problematic uh, is the law that essentially freezes federal spending. Uh, I think the result was that this has been the lowest economic recovery in the history of Brazil. At the same time, extreme poverty increased again after almost being eradicated under Dilma Rousseff. Of course, some form of fiscal control is needed, but public investments um, are key to an economy that depends so much on the state, as the Brazilian does. Data journalist Marcelo Soares who wrote an extensive
0: piece on the Brazilian report assessing the main indicators during Michel Temer's two and a half years in office, believes he was less consequential than both his few supporters and his many critics believe. All in all, Temer's government didn't make or break Brazil much, from what you can see in those indicators. Except for the low interest rates on the good side and the unprecedented unemployment rate in Sao Paulo area on the bad side, All the rest was pretty much unremarkable. The GDP, the quarterly GDP growth, had gone to a low of negative 5.5% in the height of the protests against Zuma. During the Temer period, the losses were slowly driven out until modest growth was seen in 2017 and 2018. Part of that roller coaster is due to favorable expectations and congressional support. Even that growth saw pales near most quarters in the last 22 years. But economics were far from the only point of controversy in this administration. Temer tried to scrap the Ministry of Culture altogether, cut funding for programs for minorities, and even tried to loosen up slave labor laws. João Carlos Magalhães comments on his legacy on human rights. Any government
2: that doesn't advance the human rights agenda is actually um, putting it down, right? It's actually making it worse, and I think that's the case of Temer. After more than twenty years, in which presidents were actually trying to find a balance between the interests of the elites and the interests of the people, in uh, including that um, in the the middle class as well. But Temer, he basically turned his back to those guys. He was basically doing whatever. Um, the the financiers were, were telling him to do.
0: What is interesting about Michel Temer is that his approval ratings, or rather, this approval ratings, improved at the very end of his presidency. Thanks, in large part, to who replaced him, far-right Jair Bolsonaro. In hindsight,
2: we are now very aware that um it was not as, I would say, um catastrophic as it could be. So when he got into office, Um, this point, I guess, would be even unthinkable, right? Because we were comparing Temer with almost 30 years of more or less solid democracy in Brazil. The rise of Bolsonaro, I guess, uh, what it has shown is that what was bad could and most likely will get much worse. What Temer did well, I guess, um, is mostly what he decided not to do, So remember that he got into power in a moment of acute democratic crisis. Um, Of course, the impeachment was anything but unanimous. And in my opinion, it was um, not illegal, but unethical. When we compare him with Bolsonaro, and I'm talking here in broad terms, I'm not going into um, the specifics of any policy, we might perhaps celebrate that he did not intentionally act to destroy the democratic institutions and practices so he preserved a reasonable relationship with the judiciary uh, with the congress and even with the attorney general who did his best to impeach tamer he didn't act to undercut the free press and he did not um, appoint people who are completely unprepared to key federal roles he also did not, try, um, he did not try to dismantle the very notion of human rights. And of course, he never talked about killing and arresting his political rivals. So in sum, Temer, I guess, um, did not act to undermine the core of the 1988 constitution. So this shouldn't be a reason to celebrate, but now it is. In
0: a recent interview, still as the head of state, Michel Temer said he won't miss anything about being president. For now, it seems that he won't be missed either. But maybe that will change depending on how Jair Bolsonaro fares as president. As some say, in Brazil, even the past is uncertain. If you like this podcast, please take a look at our website. It's brazilian.report. Every day we have new content about Brazilian politics, finance and society. We've also got exclusive newsletter services if you want to be briefed about what's going on in Brazil before starting your day. Subscribe now to our free trial and enjoy all of our content for 14 days. And it's really free. You don't have to submit any credit card information whatsoever. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter or handle us at BrazilianReport. That's all for now. See you next week.